welcome back to Queen Beauty Podcast, the self-care kickback with Quandris and Elise. So Quandris, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> How are you intentional about your self-care this week? Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> Let me think about it. Oh, I know. Okay. I woke up and I went outside like first thing in the morning uh-huh. and actually like took a walk. It was nice. It was refreshing. You know, I just went out. And I did that a couple of times this week. Just went out in the morning and just kind of went for like a morning walk. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> what about so, you? For me, I actually attended a self-care for leaders under fire uh, with Dr. Carmen Mohan, she has this company called Hello Health, where she advocates for women, women who are professional with self-care resiliency topics, and she does trainings. And I just learned a whole little self-care in a bag kit that mm-hmm. she put on on her luncheon Zoom, and it was really good. So one of the things I took from that is writing down your wins for the night. before you go to bed Mm -hmm. and instead of just thinking about what I have to do in the future you just write down some good things that happen uh, so that you can end the night on a good night Um, I like that yeah so that was awesome I definitely did that three times this week since we had it so it was great I love it I love it I love it so let's just get right into our topic and this is called part two of the black hair experience black hair is beautiful and can best be described as sometimes a complicated melody because there's just so many levels to this topic. So we decided to do a part two and discuss some very hot and potentially vulnerable topics that we left out. That's right. In previous discussions, we discussed Black hair from a larger perspective. And so this week, we're going to continue that discussion on Black hair and quality of life that can be given or denied based on our personal circumstances in a couple of areas we're going to share our journey on edges. <laughs> we all know about them edges. And if you don't, you will before you finish this podcast. Yes. Um, and they hear loss or gain or whatever we have going on. And then barbershops, because I know we're talking about Queen Beauty Podcast. So, so we have a lot of moms, I'm sure. Yes. Or just women who take, you know, nephews and whatnot to the barber. So we're going to talk about them barbershops a little bit in that experience. So these ideas, they may seem small and insignificant, but in our community, they have significant weight. I mean, at the end of the day, it's something Mm -hmm. that if we don't experience it personally, someone really, really close to our inner circle has experienced it. So while we don't have all the answers today, maybe in sharing our experiences, we could possibly help at least one or maybe two people out somewhere. So here we go. (laughs) So Cordy, I love Cordy jokes. H-A-I-R. Okay, all right, go on. F these late edges, I'ma let it shrivel up. <laughs> Fading waves, I'ma let it dread all up. Black parade is my jam of the whole entire year. Yeah. <laughs> it's my jam of 2020. Yeah. Beyonce talked about the black hair experience and black parade. If I didn't hear anything in that song when <laughs> I heard that line, I, I, that line stood out for me in the song. I'm tired really of these edges. <laughs> especially for those of us who have had some some issues on the hairline life so let's just jump right into it so most of us know what it means when we say the word edges but in case you don't let's just break it on down mm-hmm. edges 
are literally your starting lineup. Yes, it's playoff season. So it is the home <laughs> team. <laughs> it is the very edge of where your hairline starts. They are those short pairs that in the black hair community can give life mm-hmm. or can end lives. <laughs> Uh, based on your, be so cruel. Oh my God. Uh, based on the fabulousness of your crown journey and it's real. Okay. Edges have become a staple of black hair. And somehow if you have issues with them or have developed hair loss, it can turn into some self image issues. So on the, but on the flip side, if they are full, you can style it and do so many things with, with your hair to get that desired results. So the question of the hour is to lay or not to lay those edges. <laughs> we like to lay our baby edges, gorgeous. Girl, I mean, on my baby, yes. <laughs> on baby, no. Because <laughs> hers are easy. You can just take a little brush, a little water. <laughs> that picture of her was so cute when you did her when edges. Did her edges you laid her edges. We were home for a good week and a half. You know how you get bored when you, with the newborn, you start playing around. And I did her edges. Oh my gosh. It was cute though. <laughs> so I I got into the edge journey a year ago when I got some edges finally. And it was really a lot of work, but mm-hmm. it was cute. However, if you don't have like some type of chemical in your hair, I feel like if you're in an area where it's a lot of humidity, a lot of people maybe like a hot club, or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it will turn into an afro. Well, oh yeah, you'll have it. A, yeah, an afro it line. Would be cute. Instead, of, instead of a cute baby leg, it's just line of a little afro line, you know? And all of a sudden it would be all of a sudden you just have an afro on the side of your head. <laughs> that happened to me before. Or when the when the gel dry, you get the little white, the white flakes. I hate that. Yes. Anyway, okay, so all right, we <laughs> talked about the edges. We're gonna now go into the things that can happen to the edges that could cause your hair to potentially fall out. Uh, pulling, braids, wigs, whatever, you know, it's a lot of different things yes. um, that wear and tear on the edges. And there's also levels to the damage being semi or completely permanent. Yep. Um, similarly, there can be fixes that can be semi. Or oh, now that we know now, which you're going to share with us, some can be completely permanent fixes. Amazing. So um, we're going to, uh, share a little bit more now that being said with you what happened to your edges girl <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we can laugh about it now you know? I am so glad we can laugh about it because <laughs> this is this is such a story it, it's a story of the fredges okay Right. Uh, my homegirl Samantha coined it the best where she called my edge experience the fredges because I went from no edges to fresh edges <laughs> <laughs> and I love the journey I could say that the journey is is sweet now it was it mm-hmm. was I've gone through a lot of emotions but it's a very sweet journey right now if you could figure out like what exactly happened to cause them to come out hmm in the beginning like did it happen over time was it like a, a particular incident that happened that just took everything out like was it what happened wear and yeah. tear yeah I have uh, traction alopecia and traction alopecia is hair loss based off of being your hair being pulled for a very mm-hmm. long time in one way so okay we're gonna rewind 16 maybe 17 years ago when I was in high school 
Jesus, I'm almost at the 20 year reunion mark. I don't even feel like God. <laughs> I digress. Are you digress? <laughs> right. So, yes, I totally digress. But 16 years ago, I was addicted to micro braids and I used to get my hair done uh, professionally sometimes in micro braids. And I also mm-hmm. learned how to do them myself. Mm-hmm. And if I could speak to my younger self, I would say, I would hit me. I would beat myself. <laughs> you, you can't just be the back of the brush. If I would just, about here. I would hit, like, right. I would hit my back right of my hand while I was about to <laughs> manipulate my fingers to pull right. as tight as I pulled on my edges. Mm. But I did it because I liked the fresh look and yeah. I wanted them to always look neat. And sometimes, mm. especially with individual braids over the time with the micro braids, it right. would not look neat. And right. because I knew how to do them myself, I would just redo them. Redo the fronts, freshen it up. We do the yeah. fronts all the time and just mm-hmm. pulling on those very, very sensitive edges in the mm-hmm. hairline, it pulled it out and it was just getting weak and weak over time to the point okay. where it went away and they were mm-hmm. gone. And so my type of alopecia is one that is permanent um, mm-hmm. because if you pull your hair out, sometimes it can be, um, if you let it sit for a while, mm-hmm. um, it'll grow back. But mm-hmm. for me, because I did it for so long, it just wasn't coming back. Oh, okay. So it was a long time experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so did you try any temporary fixes to um, try to restore it before you knew what was going on? Did you try to? Yes, girl. I tried everything. <laughs> I, if you, Any type of oil, you name it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Any oil or serum, rosemary, olive, mm-hmm. argan, black. I, I remember that rosemary oil. <laughs> yes. One of my sisters tried the rosemary and it worked for her. But you know what? Like we said, the damage is different and there's levels to it. So I right. guess if you would have maybe caught it back then, what was happening, the right. rosemary probably would have worked because you weren't at the level yet of permanent damage. You're right. Because I didn't do anything initially. I just kept braiding mm-hmm. and braiding and braiding and not doing anything in between as far as the serums. It was already, I was so reactive. You know how we always talk about trying to be proactive with our right. life. Mm-hmm. This hairline journey for me was a total reaction situation Mm -hmm. that after the damage was already done that's when I was like let me see so the first thing I tried to do was um well get locks because Mm -hmm. I started my locks in 2008 and that was once the damage was already happened right hair was already gone and the way that I wear my my locks is I don't care about them being nice and neat and you can see the parts separated all the time so I don't Mm -hmm. retwist my locks every single no, I retwist my locks maybe five, six times a year, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I knew that pulling and twisting in one area consistently would damage my hair even more. So right. I tried to use locks as a, a way to grow them back. But mm-hmm. like I said, I had a permanent traction alopecia. So the hair loss was permanently ripped out. The follicles were permanently gone. So mm-hmm. that was my temporary. I thought it was a fix, getting mm-hmm. locks. Mm-hmm. And while but my it, hair is very, very long and thick everywhere, the the front part, my starting five lineup team, <laughs> right, it was right. like, nah, girl, okay, nah, we're, nah we're we're you done. ain't coming back. <laughs> so once you realize that the temporary fixes weren't going to be a thing, right? Yeah. You knew they weren't going to work. Did you try to conceal them? So, okay, it's like one thing you try to fix them, but did you ever try to conceal them and just try to make it like you wear your hair a certain way or you know one of yes. my friends I'm gonna tell you they mm-hmm. they put they put eyeliner 
there to oh. kind of like darken the area so that it wouldn't seem like you know they had like little spots missing yeah I actually heard about some cultures doing that um my sister said I think she said some people she knew from Senegal and Africa would do that mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. she went to visit but I never did that but I did wear my hair down all the time and I would do like the little hair swoop and I would pull my locks I would pull my locks and tie them up from the back so mm -hmm. that my hair would swoop down and I wore my hair like that all the time and then as a runner when I had races I would always wear the bondi bands to cover the edges I wouldn't wear it necessarily to keep sweat out of my face like they were meant oh, to be. Oh the sweatbands oh yeah, yeah. I would wear mm -hmm. them to cover my edges because I knew I had to wear my hair pulled back so especially if it was mm -hmm. a race and I knew there were going to be a lot of pictures mm -hmm. I would wear the sweatband around the front of my hairline so that I can conceal them. Mm -hmm. And so was there a point when you sort of embraced it and just like you know what who cares I'm taking off the sweatbands I'm pulling my <laughs> hair back I don't care like did you have that point at all or honestly I never felt a point where I embraced them mm -hmm. there were moments where I had my hair pulled back mm -hmm. and I was like who cares because they were pulled back but as soon as I saw a picture I would look mm -hmm. at them first it would be the first thing that I saw and I would mm -hmm. critique because you know everybody has something on their body or right. whatever that they're like oh so that was something that I would look at first and one of my my biggest memories was probably at Rachel's wedding and mm -hmm. it was because we all wore our hair up in the bridal party and mm -hmm. I got my hair done up professionally in a, mm -hmm. a bun and I love buns. I like the way it looked, but for some reason that specific style, you could you could see the alopecia even more, at least I could see it even more than normal. And so I remember seeing those pictures and being like, oh my God, that's all I saw. Like I saw the I, pictures. Meanwhile, I, I'm like, <laughs> I love Elise's hair. <laughs> Having a totally different experience. Like her hair is so dope and she can wear it up and and then not give her a headache. Cause me, when I wish to wear my hair up and tight, like I can't wear my hair up for very long. Right. Because it gives me a great, I'm very tender-headed I'm very very sensitive which is one of my reasons for getting locks because I just didn't want to have to keep manipulating it as much as I had to when I didn't have the locks right because it would hurt so um I just remembered that same wedding and you wear your hair up and how beautiful I thought that you were so it's just interesting that you say that because you yes. know and we wow. talk about embracing things because um in this particular situation right mm-hmm you don't necessarily have to embrace every single thing. And if it's something that you don't embrace and you do have a concern for it, then it's up to you to try to change it, right? Right. Try to do something about it. So when was it that you decided or you kind of figured out that there was something that you could do, like that there was a solution that you could um, fix it so that you can have it the way that you wanted it to be, the way you like Yeah, I can say it was a journey. Mm -hmm. The journey started probably four or five years ago when I was looking into PRP injections, which are basically a blood injection of sorts mm -hmm. that can simulate growth into the follicles of your hair. And that are, that is used for people who have are in the temporary hair loss phase. And alopecia comes in all different forms. And I'm not sure specifically all of the medical terminology that surrounds it, but I know some alopecia is brought on by an autoimmune disease or any mm. autoimmune issue that you may have. Mine was from ripping it out of the source. Mm. Um, but <laughs> P 
PRP injections can work on some people. So I entertained that. I never got it done because the doctor, my dermatologist basically mm-hmm. said that my, my um, follicles were gone for so long that it was probably going to be a waste of money. Okay. Um, and then I entertained, well, I was talking to Rachel and she was like, well, why don't you look into um, some permanent hair restoring options and I was like hmm let me look into that because it it was around that period we were coming into 2019 and Mm -hmm. I was taking pictures because I got this edge entity off of Instagram Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to help stimulate growth and I think I was sending you and Rachel pictures and I was like do you see the growth do you see it do you see it (laughs) that was in 2018 Mm -hmm. and y'all were like yeah I think so (laughs) but not really (laughs) right (laughs) and I was like getting disheartened so she encouraged me Rachel encouraged me to look into some permanent options and that is when I found out about um follicle unit transplant which is the procedure that I ended up getting and this is a procedure where they take a strip of the back of your hair follicle Mm -hmm. and that's in the middle of your hair and they pull those follicles out and I had about 1800 follicles implanted from the back of my hair into the front of my hair wow yeah and that back of my hair it all regrew because those that is the part of my hair that has a lot of a lot of follicles right and having all those locks even if you you know if even if they had pulled a little bit out you were you would never see it oh my gosh (laughs) no one even knows no one knows I I lost nine locks during that procedure you would never know because I have so many locks in my hair and my hair is so thick and that that space that had the sutures it was about 25 sutures or stitches that I had that area is all grown back there is no resemblance or anything and I got this procedure done on March 18 2019 okay it's about a year and a half ago mm-hmm And the full growth history, it was about one year to get its full growth up. Right now, my hair is is merged into my locks. And when I was even searching YouTubes, I could only find one girl who had locks, who had this procedure, who posted about it. Mm -hmm. And she ended up taking her locks out afterward so that she could just embrace all of hers. I actually... Uh decided to lock the new hair growth into my mm-hmm. old locks and ah. yeah because I love my hair I love my locks I'm a lifer I'm never getting rid of them so right. <laughs> my but I am very sensitive about them I don't twist them a lot I I don't mm. twist them a lot at all because I want them to stay forever but right. the growth pattern I mean I remember my doctor saying I probably had the best type of alopecia to get this because it's not an autoimmune where I have Um, spotty hair loss in other areas Mm -hmm. of my hair it's just centralized to that one area and Mm -hmm. every other part of my hair has so much thickness that they could pull from that thick area Mm -hmm. and put it in there and just have now I have that thickness and it's a permanent hair growth it's always going to be there Mm -hmm. that's good I mean that's that's something else I didn't know that this was a thing that actually existed um, prior to you uh, sharing it with me and to see the whole journey and literally go from um, nothing to something was something else to see because like, it's not something that you think that you know until you know that it exists you don't think that it exists you don't, don't even and you say. don't even you don't even think about it as an option like I can't believe I was going 16 years or 15 mm-hmm. years of dealing with this and never even deciding to look into any permanent options I just yeah. didn't even think about it sometimes you don't even think about it you just go through it and I was like okay well this is gonna be my life forever Mm. (laughs) 
wow so that's that's really good did you use anything special to kind of help as you were um seeing your results and they said that you had really good results did you do anything different from what they told you to do or did you follow their rules to like a t yes and no Mm -hmm. i followed their rules to a t especially for the procedure and Mm -hmm. the post-op results so Mm -hmm. you have scabbing after you have the procedure and girl my face looked like uh, Martin's episode of Thomas the Hitman. <laughs> what was his name? Tommy the Hitman Hearns? Tommy the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like him for three days, but it was three days for forever results. So right. I will do right. it. Right. <laughs> Any other, I'll do it again. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so they're scabbing. Then once you get through that scabbing phase, I was very, very serious about following all the doctor's orders for that. Mm-hmm. But there's, Things that I use in addition to just regular washing and maintenance of the hair growth, mm-hmm. which was um, urban oil growth therapy. And it's on uh, controlhaircare.com and I'll post that in the, sh- in the show notes, but they have every single herb, horsetail, I don't know. They have so much rosemary on there um, in their uh, ingredients. They have everything that you want mm-hmm. in your hair. Like even if you lost your hair and you were in that temporary phase, I would recommend it to just keep building it. If it was seeming like you were getting some spotty areas on your edges, I would use mm-hmm. that. So I use that in conjunction oh, with yeah. my new hair groove. Put that in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> and I also use Yelani Buildup Blaster Clarity Shampoo with uh, my homegirl Yatende who has who makes her own hair products. So I'll put mm-hmm. hers in the show notes too. But that uh, Clarity Shampoo was huge for me to use around my hairline. And mm-hmm. I use that. So for the first six months, when I went to my follow-up appointment six months later, mm-hmm. I was, he was impressed. He was like, you had phenomenal growth results. And even when wow. I he had shown you like my before and afters, mm-hmm. I feel like my before and afters were better than the before and afters that they showed me before mm-hmm. I even decided to get the procedure. Wow. Wow. And I can imagine they probably don't come across a lot of people like yourself who had locks or who had this particular condition who actually went through with the procedure, right? Yes. Um, So any other tips or takeaways from this? Yeah. So for the whole overall experience, I will say from a price perspective, Mm -hmm. it's an investment. So save your coins. (laughs) (laughs) I I know what that means. Go on tax. (laughs) Go when you get that tax money because it's not like an investment that is unattainable. Okay. It's an an attainable investment. And I'm happy, you know, to share all that with you uh, Mm -hmm. separately, but that's definitely an attainable investment that you can do, but save your tax money. And then travel lesson. um, I recommend highly recommend if you go there to get your procedure because it's an eight hour procedure and it can be seemingly done a day in one day Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go under you know I was awake the whole time they just kind of numb me like they did for like you would get for a dental procedure or oral procedure so while it was like a day I was awake experience even Mm -hmm. though there was there's pain that that comes with that and you're on pain meds so I was very nauseous trying to ride home back and it was, I got mine done in Charlotte, North Carolina. So it was about a three and a three and a half hour drive. Not that long. Mm -hmm. Go and stay in a hotel. Yeah. Cause I can only imagine. I mean, I get car sick (laughs) Mm. riding in the backseat of a car, just trying to read a book. I couldn't imagine being on like pain meds or, you know, shout outs, shout outs to Miriam for being a trooper Mm -hmm. and had a couple incidents on the way back. 
yeah were historic <laughs> so I'm, a, <laughs> I'm gonna leave those incidents in my head <laughs> but right. she's a trooper she's a really great friend <laughs> but not judging what happened on the side of the road <laughs> all the way so, back. so i guess the other uh tip would to be make sure you have a, a reliable buddy to hey. accompany you okay yeah okay. Yo, need to be super reliable but right. yeah so i'm happy to share my uh more details into that experience mm. in the show notes and how you can get more information if you are wanting more information. Maybe they could always email us, right? Absolutely, at queenbeautypodcast at gmail.com. There you go. So let's get into you and your mm-hmm. barbershop journey oh, with your son. <laughs> yes, it's been such a journey. I know when you started going to the uh, barbershop with your son, it was before you were married. So at one point you were a single mom going to the barbershop experience. So I'm sure you have some stories to share in that journey of going to the barbershop. So how's that experience been for you? Absolutely. So I, I, I can say that whether you're married, single or indifferent, chances are, even if you are, you might have a situation or two where you're the one taking them to the barbershop, especially if it's in like a last minute crunch, you just realized picture day was the next day, (laughs) you know, schedules don't allow for whatever. So you still, this still may be applicable and it may be beneficial to um, a lot of different people, a lot of different women who find themselves in the situation of having to take a a small uh, child, a boy to the barbershop. And for me, it was, um, it was always, it's just always an issue. I could never find a good barber that didn't seem like I was just, you know, walking into like the lion's den (laughs) or, you know, or if I go in, we're not there for like two hours before you can even be seen. And then it's just a weird experience, right? It was just weird until you find like the barber who you, you trust and you figure out some type of system that worked for you. Okay. Um, I could definitely say that in the beginning, it was it was a thing, but I knew it was something that had to be done because just like we see guys or you know grown men when they get their hair cut, mm-hmm. they, I mean the whole swag changes, right? Everything oh. about like the whole situation, like a whole new person. The whole because for us, it's our edges. For them, it's their hairline. And if you have a jacked Yo. up hairline, then it's over for you as a guy, right? That's so <laughs> true. And that lag be going all the way down. Mm-hmm. Talk and about self-worth and gratitude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I work with children enough to know that those hairline jokes, they, they hit different. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, you, you just have to, um, you have to have some thick skin for one, yeah. just with kid jokes in general, you know how kids can be, yeah. but, um, it's just an important thing to do and to keep up regularly. So I wanted to make sure he had his hair cut regularly, but it was still difficult trying to find um, the right place for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how, how soon was he in the barbershop with you? So when we first started getting his hair cut, they tell you, wait till they're one years old. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we did. And we actually had someone come to the house because you could do that. It makes it a little bit more, way more comfortable than walking into a barbershop with a bunch of men. True. Um, but so that's what we did. It was okay. some, it was a recommendation and everybody was there in the living room taking pictures or him getting his first haircut. It was just like, that's hilarious. Whole, it was a whole big thing, a whole big to do. And it was okay. Um, one thing that they taught us was that he doesn't need to get his hairline shaped up super sharp with like the blade okay? Um, because it can push your hairline back. Right. And so we don't want them having the same issues that we have 
through damage of, right. of, of your edges, right? They have that same thing where if they get their hair shaped up too soon, too mm-hmm. much, it can push their hairline back and they can have a receding hairline. So um, I learned that along the way. Um, it's That's not a, a rush. Tip. Right. It's not a rush to do that. They'll have time. And when they're super young, it's no need to do that. Um, also, when we started going to the actual barbershop, I want to say he was like three years old. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> when you're three, you sit him in like the little, you they have these little booster seats mm-hmm. um, that you sit him in. And so <laughs> I'll talk about that later. So okay. <laughs> either way, it was, it was something else. And um, it went okay sometimes. And sometimes it was just like, I, I continuously switched barbershops. Um, for a while there because I just didn't feel comfortable enough going to any of them for really getting like the results that I wanted I didn't right. do names for the haircuts so what I ended up doing um, what I do now what I didn't know then is I took pictures with me mm-hmm. um, from Pinterest Pinterest has you got little black boy haircuts oh, wow. and <laughs> created me a little board and then I would take pictures with me and so then after that after he got his hair cut really good one time I took a picture of him and now I take the picture of him oh that's a good idea <laughs> because because you know sometimes they're like if you take a picture of someone else oh this isn't your hair type right we, we might be able to get it close but no this is a picture of him I know it's possible right because <laughs> it's you on know, him I do that with my eyebrows I take the picture of the eyebrows that I really like and I yeah. show them that picture. Oh, I never, yes. I never took thought to apply that to the eyebrows. That's, good. Yeah. that's a good tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we did. And now um, <clears throat> he just goes to the same barber that my husband goes to. So we just really don't have that type of issue. All I need to know yeah. now is to make sure I have my picture in hand and make sure I call in advance. So I'm not there waiting two hours to get, you know, the haircut and everything like that. Right. Just call a hit. Got you. So has any men ever tried to hit on you in the barbershop? Because I know the barber experience is like full of men and they are all, you know, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes, not all the time. (laughs) It can be a lot of barbershop talk. So when you walked in, what's that? Has it, has it been a moment? Have you ever had a moment? We've had, I've had those moments, unfortunately. It's super awkward when you first walk into some of them, not all of them, not all of them are like that, I can't say. Um, but I had those experiences where, you know, you go in, everyone's talking and laughing and, <laughs> and as soon as you walk in, it gets right. dead quiet, like you can hear a pin drop. <laughs> That's <laughs> awkward. No. <laughs> awkward. And you're just looking around, I'm like, do I have something on me that's happening? So weird. And so we had those moments. And then I did actually have the actual person um, so when you, when you schedule, right, mm-hmm. with barbers, it seems like there's not usually a main phone number that you call, maybe just the places that I've been to. Um, you, you talk to the barber, you get the barber's phone number, and then you can just text like, hey, do you have time on Saturday at two or whatever the case, okay. you know, and you build a relationship that way. And it's like, yes or no, come through, do this time. And, and, and that's it. And then, of course, there was the one time where it's like, so hey, where are you up to? And I'm like, whoa, what? that's not what this was about, right? No, and you know what? The, the unfortunate part was that was um, that was a while ago when I, and I actually found a barber who could cut his hair, and he taught me about more about Michael's hair because Michael has really curly hair, okay, and it goes in this like curly pattern, 
And so if you um, cut it straight, then you'll have like the hair at different lengths because it's going in like this swirl. Okay. So you have to kind of cut it in a certain way. And he actually got nicked one time because the barber just kind of went straight forward instead of following his hair pattern. Things that I just, I didn't know about boys and their hair patterns. Right. Didn't know, but their patterns. So at either rate, I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm learning and this is, you know, this is cool. And then I got the message like, hey, so what are you up to? We had a great discussion. I'm like, uh, it's not what that discussion was for. I just wanted to know about He was like, hair. yeah, let me explain your son's hair to you. So aggravating. I'm like, now I got to find a new barber. <laughs> that's so annoying work. like good right. information you're like excited and then he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and so I mean no that was you know for the most part what that was and okay let's move on to another barber hey it bees like that so what was your most awkward aka Issa moment you would say <laughs> has been for you as a woman in the barbershop I mean, other than everyone, everything getting super quiet, I guess that wasn't like a, something that I did. Okay. Back when I talked about that booster seat in the beginning, yes. I used to a little, okay. So you sit the, uh, you sit the baby child on a little booster seat when you go to the barbershop. So they get their hair cut because they're not tall enough and okay. make sure you can get the back of their neck and everything. So sometimes the booster seat still doesn't work, especially when they're really, really little. So, mm-hmm. um, Sometimes, or they'll recommend if it's their first time that you sit the child on your lap so that they'll be comfortable enough and sit still so that the barber doesn't nick them, right? Okay. Um, so I didn't know that there was like age limits to that. <laughs> like you, that's something that you're only supposed to do like a little tiny, like, you know, they wanted to have, you know, something like that when they get in their haircut and you sit in the chair with them. Lord and, have mercy. Oh wait probably in kindergarten so he had to be at least five i'm guessing that baby <laughs> was still that grown man was still sitting on your lap he was sitting in my lap in the chair and you know what i've always babied him it's something that i still i have to just do better because you know how it is with moms <laughs> and their sons mama boy yes so it's just like he's sitting on my lap in this, in this grown <laughs> man sitting on my lap we're, we're letting another grown man cut his hair and everybody again it was one of those moments where it just was quiet and in the shop and and he steady tried to get his hair cut and I don't know why the barber just didn't say hey you know maybe he should just sit on his booster seat I think it's okay and it, it took a while for me to even uh I don't even know what happened that made me realize I think it was when I went back the next time I asked, I had, ex- I was explaining to my sister what was, what had happened and she <laughs> has a son and she's used to taking her, our, our nephews. So she was just like, why in the world was you saying Well, you're laughing. I was like, I don't know. Nobody said anything. It was really quiet. No one said anything. So she was like, let oh him sit God. by himself. She was like, I'm taking him next time. And, and then she started to kind of go with me. <laughs> and, well, I'm sure and that helped um, definitely reduce the awkwardness going it with someone. Because I, I got to hear her ask. I tell her what I wanted with my pictures or whatever. And I got to hear her talk and say, hey, she wants this this and that Mike sit down I'm going over here let oh. me know sit still like it was real like oh, she was ready right she was ready she <laughs> knew how to work everything in there and I was like okay okay taking notes taking notes right <laughs> I'd have pulled out my notes me and my corny behind wait, <laughs> what did you say what, 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 wait, what was that word that you used so you so he wants so he wants the fade with the uh <laughs> right <laughs> 
you want a high top and a fade on the side? All I know is high top fade when it comes to men here. It's horrible. I know. I know. And then it changes regionally because down here it's called a tape or something like that. It's called a tape versus the uh, shape up. It's a tape with a lineup. And I'm like, listen, I just learned my words. I just learned my words. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just going to take my picture. That's hilarious. So give us some, share some of your learned experiences. What are your tips and takeaways for this whole entire experience as a mother taking their son to get their hair cut? A black mother. Uh, First and foremost, we try to figure out a trusted barber. Um, Talk, Mm -hmm. ask, talk around, ask your friends, ask some guys that you know about some good barbershops that cut little kids here. Right. So that you're not going to a random barbershop and every, every barber doesn't cut um, kids they don't do kids. So um, you want to make sure you're going to the right place. Um, try to see their work. You can go on Instagram. A lot of barbers use Instagram. So you can kind of scroll down and see oh, actual yeah. work that they've done. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, I mean, for sure, once they are past a certain age, don't sit them <laughs> in your lap. <laughs> Just go ahead and let them be a boy and try to go. You don't, you don't have to leave. I wouldn't. I never left just go away and sit and do something else and don't look at them because they're going to try to mommy eye you in if like they Ah. are feeling uncomfortable to just watch tv or whatever and just glance up every now and again and you know don't baby them just let them do their thing with the men (laughs) wait that sounds like a whole entire another podcast though mommy eye you in the uh, the mommy eye you in experience They try to reel you in with the puppy eyes, like I'm being hurt, and then you're looking and you're ready to fuss at somebody because don't let nobody hurt your baby, right? The mommy are you ends, man. Brief. Let's talk about black hair stores. And I know we didn't even mention this in the intro, but I think it's something to be said, especially when we're yes. talking about edges, the products you use, even for little boys getting their little do-rags and their brushes. You want they might want waves, whatever. The place to go is the hair store, right? What? And we call it the we call it the hair store. That's the black beauty <laughs> supply. Uh, but, that's the black beauty supply. But our northerners have some another term for it sometimes. What is it? But, what the hair nail the bicycle shop <laughs> yes ma'am <laughs> they sell everything <laughs> shout out to tamisha for coining that sh- at temple everything. university that was hilarious when she said that but they really do sell everything it's like I mean, all the, your- it's like the dollar store but for hair like right and it's nails amazing. and beauty all of, the different all of it you can get your nail polish you can get i mean some little fake jewelry right you get some little some of them little slides some little <laughs> some yeah. of them so tight smell you know <laughs> the last the last couple months i've been stocking up on the 99 cent eyeliners and they do the retractable ones but i'll buy five at a time right just in Be- case. just because they're right there at the checkout they, they're at the checkout along with those little um the razors the little eyebrow the little sharpener things and they like three four dollars so it's like okay, they got the brushes for the sideburn swoops man they got everything but you need those i'll sit here and try to do it just without that brush it's not man. i mean depending on the texture of your hair but if you yeah. have hair like me get that brush you better get that brush it's right there at the checkout they have everything that you forget that you when you were in that store in the days right. you get everything in the hair store you can get the hair for your hair i meet my clients there half the time when their hair appointments because there's one about mm-hmm. five minutes from my house so i'll be like here just meet me here oh, you had we'll that really big one over there yeah mm-hmm. it's perfect but when you get to like the front with the checkout that's where they have like all like the last minute stuff like where a regular grocery store would have gum 
right, right, right. If you have it like eyeliner, don't have to pick up stuff of like mm-hmm. I don't know little, anything. The little mini travel oils, <laughs> the, little, yeah. the little tea tree and peppermint oils. Oh, you they have anything. so many things that you need, and then all of a sudden you just putting stuff, you putting extra stuff in there. You got another good ten dollars worth of stuff at the front of that. Them hair store. wraps, they have cute hair wraps they and do. shoes. Well, they don't fit my feet, but they got huge <laughs> shoes. <laughs> but you know what? It's crazy because um, they sell things at a large, they have a good variety of things. They usually do have black owned hair care products within the store. Yeah. And it's not at a crazy price because sometimes, you know, if you find yourself, oh, I'm in Target. Oh, let me try to get some gel or whatever. I think I was looking for leave-in conditioner at one time and I was in Target. I was like, let me just go glitch because Target's been really good now about mm-hmm. selling Black-owned um, hair care products. So right. let me go take a glance. And they had them. But this little, they had this little tube of um, leave-in condition. It was like $15. And I was like, no, nah, ma'am. I'm no, ma'am. <laughs> I'm going to my hair store. Right. I'm going to the hair store. I don't have time. We going right. to the neighborhood hair store. But the yeah. only place that could probably compete is Walmart. But then you go to Walmart and then they don't have the brands because Walmart is not, I guess, participating in the whole Black-owned hair. I mean, they have some Black-owned hair care. Yeah. But uh, I guess it depends on what neighborhood you live in, too. But just we some need, of them, we need we our don't own have it. more. We have some who own Black people who own businesses of their hair yeah. stores. But we definitely yeah. need a plethora of Black right. hair store businesses. At the end so. of the day, that's the solution. <laughs> yeah. We talked about products before. And now we're going to talk about these, these storefronts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to be mm-hmm. the hub. The hub. Shoot. Yeah. Now we're going to get into reflective thought. This is a self-image and quality of life kickback. Some things that seem really insignificant to others may weigh another person down, and it's very easy to feel alone in those situations. But podcasts like ours, blogs, and YouTubes really give these topics representation, and we need to see more of it because the more we see it, the more it's normalized. Even in sharing my story, just within my inner circle of people who knew that I had my hair procedure done, it allowed me to connect with so many others who were encouraged by hearing my story and seeing my results. As stated in one of my favorite TED Talks with Brene Brown, there is power in vulnerability. So speaking up about those things that we go through, while it can be vulnerable, And more times, it can also help someone around you going through something similar. So in discussing our centerpiece or our crown, we must always remember that the art of the crown belongs to the person who wears it. You can say that again. (laughs) (laughs) So tip of the day, ask around for barbershops for your sons, etc. And try to set an appointment in advance to cut down on the wait time. And matter of fact, after you get that haircut and before you leave, set up your next appointment. That way, you already have it on lockdown and mm. not again for the life of me sitting that child on your lap beyond the age <laughs> that is necessary. <laughs> and again, for the people in the back, <laughs> stay away from commenting on edges in mm. ways that are not positive because you never know what kind of experience a person is having. And yes. even if they did make a mistake and they had some type of chemical thing happen or pulling happen, or if they have an underlying condition that caused whatever happened that you thought it was okay to make fun of. Yeah. Just remember that you that words 
do hit hard and, 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 and it's something that can't be taken away once it's already said so remember the choice to lay or slay if you do have bitches it's all yours hey. so in conclusion Thank you, everyone, for spending some quality time with your listening ears. Please check out our show notes for information, links, and references within this episode. And send any comments or questions to queenbeautypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast for instant access on new episodes. Leave a five-star rating and review. And you can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Queen Beauty Podcast. See us back here soon for some more quality time with Queen Beauty Podcasts. As always, peace and love.